Well, good night, everyone, and thank you so much for joining tonight on another episode called Jewels by Jewels. And tonight, I have the greatest pleasure of having an amazing individual with me. Her name is Shashu Taylor. Yo! Yo! (laughs) Shashu, I've known Shashu for what? How long I've known you? Oh, man. Years. 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 And Shashu and I served in ministry here at Abundant Life for like a very long time. Yes. Um, And you have been doing some good things. But before we get to the good part of life... So we're going to talk about, a, I, I call it life after the deep seas. Because mm. you're, you're, FYI, I'm just now hearing this. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I just call it life after the deep seas. Because you went through a deep sea moment. Oh, yes. And you know what? Um, I call it, you know, because I call it deep sea because I was thinking about this weekend um, at our women's conference about mm-hmm. when Sean told in that split rock moment. Yes. And I feel that was your split rock moment. Very much so. So we're going to talk about your spit rock moment and how life just evolved mm-hmm. after that. Okay. So, so my first question for you right now is like, how long have Shashri been single? Okay, so it all began November 2014. Mm-hmm. It was just after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's about to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my ex-husband, came, he was... We were not speaking, I guess, for like a few days. It was just strange. Like right after Thanksgiving, everything just didn't seem right. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I need to speak to you. So when I went to speak, I went to go speak to my friend Easter first because I was like, this has been going on. I don't know. I don't even know how to handle this. I don't even know what to do. She's like, just go home and speak to him. So I went home and I was very shocked because when I went to just thinking I'm having like a regular thing, like let's work on this, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, oh, basically, I want a divorce. Oh, and I okay. got blindsided. I got blind. I, that's the only word I could use. Yeah. I was blindsided. And this part that I'm about to share, like, I didn't know we were going to get so quick into it, but I don't mind sharing no, it now. go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only shared it with certain people before. Mm-hmm. But literally, that moment when he said that, I felt like my, I don't even know, like, that was in like I literally went in the bathroom and I took pills oh, like wow. I don't even know how many wow I took like 20 pills probably maybe I don't even know I just wow. took pills and he went downstairs and he came upstairs I don't know if I told him and then quickly I don't know if he called my sister I don't even know to be honest with you what happened but I went to the hospital um mm-hmm. they had to give me I don't know if people who don't know mm-hmm. but I guess when you take pills this stuff is like charcoal, actually. To, yeah, to pump your stomach. Yep, and my mouth is all black. And the, the nurses were talking to me. Mm-hmm. And it was where they had to do their baker acting me. Oh, and my wow. dad was very upset because I don't know about that stuff. And that could be very bad on your records your and stuff. Of, yeah. So my dad was adamant. I didn't know at the time. I'm like, he was like, literally like, no, no, no. And even the nurses were like, knowing that, okay, this is not something... But I do, but they had to do whatever their little protocol is. Yeah. So I was upstairs in the hospital, you know, they have a person there. Then finally, time went by within the hospital. Um, Of course, my ex-husband came in there, whatever. It was weird. Um, A psychiatrist, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Eventually, at some point, I was in there for overnight, Mm -hmm. came and talked to me. And he just 
understood that like I, it's not on my records they understood that this happened and it was just like an overwhelming thing this is not something I've ever done before yeah and it was just a very devastating thing because when you get married mm-hmm. everybody who get, gets married you know you go to be married forever mm-hmm. and it was just devastating because I was just shocked yeah it's like bro what like Mm -hmm. I'm confused I literally was blind like I was shocked I don't even when somebody says they're shocked I understood now what shock meant Mm -hmm. and I was just so hurt and then is you know you get crazy about it like trying to search for stuff what's going on was he cheating what 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 what, what? I'm just looking everywhere looking in phones getting crazy um comes to mind now and I put it out there because I don't want I know that there's been things with him and not wanting to make him look bad. I'm not trying to make him look bad. Right. Basically, in a nutshell, not saying I'm not, there was many things that I had to learn. I got married at 32. He was younger than me, like seven years younger than me. Yeah. But I was still very immature. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there was some cheating found out, but I don't think that was the, he had things, I had things, but I definitely know through everything that he believed that a marriage should be a fairy tale. No, literally. Mm. No, literally. Like, we went to therapy and everything. He used the word fairy tale. And the therapist was like, bro, there's not, there's no such thing. Wow. Marriage is work. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. Any relationship, friendships are work. Sometimes. Pretty much. You, you know, I've had things with certain friends. It's just like, whoa, what is happening? Hey, I got to look in the mirror. But in a nutshell, that was like one of the, if not the darkest times in my life. Because you just start saying like what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and then the other thing was church like I'm jumping around a little bit but no it's okay go ahead you feel I felt embarrassed mm-hmm. so the first thing is like okay now immediately as soon as that happened he's like I'm not going to church so then it's like okay that just devastating thing happened now I have to go to church by myself knowing I'm not going to be my chipper self yeah. so I'm not going to go because I feel you know and it's just everything just like changed overnight. So it was like I stopped going. I just was like crying, crying, crying mm-hmm. all the time. And then because he's never lived uh, like lived out on his own, so I could think he thought that it was like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, what's the plan? Well, I'm just gonna like move in December. Oh, okay. But then I guess he got to learning that it ain't that simple. You gotta have first this, that, that. Yeah. So, he was like, oh, like he had to backtrack a little bit. Then I was just like, yeah, um, so then you need time to get everything organized. So, we going to be here together? Then he acted like I was just supposed to act so normal. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is just normal. We're going to stay in the same bed and just, I'm just supposed to be happy-go-lucky. Yeah. So, what I started doing was I started to, I didn't even want to go home. I, like, after, I would, find, I would go to my friend's house. Yep, my, yeah. Because I was just so, and then he would be like, are you okay? And you know, you're like, why do you care? Why do you care? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, ask me some more stuff, because I can just go on and on. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, thinking of all the things now. I'm like. No, but you know what? One of the questions, know. and I'm glad you brought it, because you, you said it, and you, like, you were so shocked, because one of the questions I had for you was like, after that, all that things that happened. Mm-hmm. Was there signs that yeah. you could think of that you sh- could have picked up on that something was going on? Well, now, um, I do know, well, I'm sure there could have been signs, but I know, like, 
just right there, like right literally when I say right this time frame, mm-hmm. it was let's say the Monday. The Wednesday was gonna be no school. The Tuesday I believe which which would have been like tomorrow, tomorrow. Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, Hey, um, you wanna like us go to the store and get stuff for like Thanksgiving or something? I think I asked. Then he was like, um, no or like I don't know and I said something like is there everything okay like is there anything I can do to like fix anything he's like no and then that's when I must have looked in the phone I'm not even one of the phone and I saw he was having a discussion with one of his friends that's a girl because he had friends from the past that's a girl actually his real friend and it was like you were talking about me honey like she said um about us going to get something eaten like you were talking about me i'm like why talk about me not why not talk, talk to, to me. me yeah and i'm i mean i can say that there were signs because there were things but i feel like we literally it was nothing big like we weren't but this was that was the problem though because for me personally let's say i got off work teachers always have stuff going on teachers can talk to teachers we always have stories we always can understand but i felt bad i didn't ever want to go home and like release on him all the stuff that happened because I felt like I would be being like a Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. So, and I also used to think conflict was negative. Yeah. So I had my own perceptions and maybe he had his own perceptions. So we were, when I look at the big picture, we weren't really communicating. Uh, we were just living each day, but you're get, have, building a resentment against me. Maybe I'm building a resentment against you or maybe I'm thinking everything is hunky-dory, but yet I'm not sharing how I feel or mm-hmm. we... Commun- our communication really didn't really exist. Yeah. Which was a problem. Right. Um. So, looking at the big picture, I just think that I know for sure, just based on what we talked about, what, like the year, like a year before that, like there was a big explosion, a big argument, you know, talked about it, talked about it with my parents and thought we were working on things, trying to do better, you know, like communicating mm-hmm. or, you know, doing certain things together. But I just think that he was building resentment against me for certain things. And maybe I was doing the same thing. We just weren't meshing. We were not. And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's my, like, you know, I have boyfriends and stuff. But that's, like, my first, like, marriage. And then he's younger. That's his first marriage. And it was just, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I believe there were things that maybe I was ignoring things. Maybe he was ignoring things. Or we were building resentments. Mm -hmm. And it just exploded. And when I look back. It took a lot. It took a long time for me to... I was very angry with him, very hurt, anger, all those feelings, the grieving process I had to go through. Um, but I can't... I had to look in the mirror, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his perception? What things am I doing? Mm-hmm. What little ways do I have about me? Right. And, you know, hopefully he's looked in the mirror. I don't know. I can't, you know, say on that, but... I can look back and see a lot of things I could work. I just wish that people would understand, like I said before, that marriages work and that you got to work on things. So now I look at conflict as a good thing. That's what the mm-hmm. therapist told me. It's not, it's just communicating. Say how you feel. Don't get offended and working on it. Like yeah. I just am a different communicator now. And that's good because you learn from it, yeah. right? Because it's unfortunately, we as women, especially single women, when we mm-hmm. get into that place of, we're used to communicating with ourselves. I know that sounds really weird. No. But we communicate with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We communicate with ourselves. We have no one we are accountable to. So when we get into a relationship with someone, or especially marriage, it's like, well, you're not going to understand what I'm going through, especially if it's someone who's not in the same profession as you. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing something good, good. by... Yeah. And the therapist was like, 
Well, no, that's your husband. You communicated, but you communicated, but now you said it, and you're not going to go on and on and on. Right. I had to learn that, too. Right. Where I'm thinking, I'm protecting him, like, oh, but I'm, that's communicating. Communicating. Your career, your yeah. day, yeah. your life. And that's the thing. We don't, <clears throat> women and men don't see that, and they think it's very hard. And it's. I'm glad that you, you said that because that, you know, my next question is it's kind of gonna probably span out mm-hmm. to where it. So the question was gonna be, obviously you guys got a divorce mm-hmm. and everything, and so how did it impact your life, and how did you overcome the impact? Well, it to be honest, when I I'm looking at the big picture, first of all, like I said, it was very devastating, mm-hmm. and I mean now if I went through something and I went through a time frame of that protection mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to do anything because I want to be protect myself. But in the big picture, it has made me grow up a lot. Mm-hmm. It's made me know that if I do get into something else, you know, obviously, who now, but one time I'm never getting married is nothing. But now I'm like, I would like to get married again, but I would know that I will not, I don't know if this sounds right, wrong, whatever, but I will not grieve for that long. Because mm-hmm. I grieved for a long time. I was in pain for, like, up until last year, hmm. November. Hmm. I literally had to say, of course, it got less and less, but I was still looking back at the past, and I was still hoping. It will come back. Because we were friends. Uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not fair because sometimes he got angry at me. When I knew that I needed to cut off from him. But then I'm like, but, because usually if I'm dating somebody and it doesn't work out, I'm like, I'm talking, you know, what is, there's nothing to talk about. But then I was like, oh, but it was a marriage and I was, and then being friends. But guess what? Us being friends was not making me look forward to the future. Correct. I kept looking back. Correct. And I mean, like I said, one time I had even blocked his number for like a whole month and he went off on me. Well, but I'm like, I can't wait for Louis. You didn't want to be with me. Not now I'm trying to just... I know me. I care about you. Don't care about me. I care about you. So you can speak to me and be whatever and be good. Mm-hmm. Then I can speak to you. And then I'm like, maybe. And that's your heart. Yeah. So no, last November I was like, listen, for real, like real talk. I can't be your friend. I can't mm-hmm. because I care about you differently than you care about me, and it's impacting me in a certain way. And I think it was something he asked me. It was like he said something like. If I date somebody, it was like he asked a question. That thing set me off, and it put me in such a bad state. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah. So that was the best thing I could have did. Once I did that, life is different. I look forward. And that was just November 2017. Look at that. So imagine, 2014 November was everything happened. Got a divorce very quickly in um March 2015, mm-hmm. but yet, and then we would do things with my niece, even though we don't have a child together. Yeah. People don't understand. We have I have a niece, yeah. who that's Uncle Bruce. So we'll do stuff together. Oh, we're going to movies, and then it's like yeah, all those things where I needed to set boundaries and not put myself in that situation. So to answer your question, just so many things in my mind. To answer your question, finally. There, the change has been growth. How did I overcome it? Well, the first thing was in 2015, the summer, again, I was in a very bad state. 
somehow somebody I think it was um somebody told me because I was like what does the church have I know we have the overcomers we have different programs but they were like wait before you the Friday with mm-hmm. Pastor Al hey before you do that we're about to have something called divorce care mm-hmm. let me link you up to Sister Lisa talk to Sister Lisa oh Shashu is not starting until September and mind you every day I felt like I was like yeah in the dark like I could not it was depressing I had to find stuff something good oh I woke up I was just like I wasn't yeah. me and people know me I'm happy go lucky yeah, yeah, yeah I was not me and so and she was like it's starting but then they have like these divorce care um emails so I signed up for that you could you get one every day it's 365 days but I was so desperate I was like listening like 10 a day not listening but they send it I like it because it had like some like a topic loneliness then it had like somebody talking about it and then it had a scripture that was everything mm-hmm. I needed that's so good. Perfect. I mean, I recommend it to people all the time on my I'm Divorced Not What page. Yeah. So I was definitely, finally, the divorce care group started at Abundant Life. Um, and, wow, it's a group of people that are either separated or going through a divorce. Finally, people that understood where I'm coming from because you have family and friends that's like, oh, it's been three months. You should be over it. Huh? Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you don't want to share. You feel scared yeah. sharing because people are judging you. Right. And right. then people are like, I mean... He did you like that. I mean, you're not over him. No, this is the person I thought I was going to be with for the, for the rest, rest of my of life. life. Right. No, I'm not. So this was just, oh, at once a week. It just, I don't even know. Half the time I was crying. Finally, um, they had a holiday edition, which you need. Now the holidays here, oh my gosh, this is the first year. Now this is one year after I'm feeling like this. Finally, they always recommend you go through it twice. Mm-hmm. So then I was asked to be a leader. Which was awesome because I love helping people. Now I'm finally now am I still back to me? No, but these things were like I needed them, like I needed air. Yeah, feeding into me, healing, yeah, yeah, healing, yeah, yeah, healing. Yeah, yeah. That program, I tell everybody about it. The people that write me on my page, I always say, hey, I can't. I don't like to give advice, but I'm gonna tell you what helped me. Yeah, you need to Google divorce care. See what which one is in your. I don't care if you're starting in the fifth class. Start and then go back again because yeah. it's usually on um, thirteen session. So that is something that just and also I must say this I don't remember exactly, but people I don't know who came up with this, but people from church started to send me a text message. All they said was, "I know one person was Virginia, you are loved." Mm. Then another person, "You are loved." They didn't say this. They didn't try to give advice. They didn't try to anything you're loved Hmm. that's what made me start going back to church and my friends that first day again I felt like everybody's gonna look at me you know you put all these things on yourself and nobody's even thinking that I and I I asked all my friends my close like real close can you guys come to church with me I'm going back for the first time and I just don't feel comfortable not doing you know I'm just putting it on myself because the enemy will do that It'll make you feel like all these things that's not even going on. Correct. And they all came with me that day. And then they got me involved in meeting people at the church. We're like, okay, I know I used to do nursing home ministry and all. They got me involved in media ministry, which I was right there like, gosh. But they were getting me involved. That was making me go. So I was going to divorce care. Then I was making me go to church on whatever night we did media. Mm -hmm. The more and more and more and more. Just seeking God like... Oh, my God. Like, God just, he was the one, man. He was the one. Like, because the divorce care, it is um, Bible-based. Mm-hmm. The book, 
same thing. They have, you know, we watch videos, you know, you have scriptures you're supposed to be reading and they, you have these little cards and the scripture goes with the topic. And that's what I needed too. I needed God, just God, just relying on him fully. Yeah. You know what I love about what you just said? It's just, and I got really teared up a little bit because mm-hmm. it's just like people don't realize the little things that mean so much yes. and to change someone's life. Yep. And that one text saying, you are loved, saved your life. It really did. And it was like multiple people. I don't know if they came up with an intervention or what, but I just know <laughs> all of a sudden I got these because other than that, Otherwise, I still wouldn't have been going. Then they got me back involved, even though it wasn't nursing home ministry. Maybe it was time to do a different ministry. Yeah. And it was for that time. And yeah. I needed it. I needed to be at church. I needed to be around Christians. I needed to be around people that knew people I just met, people I've been been at church for 25 years that I've known. People, you know, just to know that I'm not being judged. Oh, gosh. Because that's really how I felt. I mean, of course, there's going to be people that talk about You know, of that's course, just that's natural. natural. But just to know that. Like, because my mom, oh my gosh, she just, my family, Lord, they were just such there for me. Like, my sister, now I'm going to get emotional. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sister, she just did little things. I mean, when it comes to, like, because we live together, you know, so, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, first it was just her and I and my brother-in-law. So, she was, I wasn't even paying the whole amount. Like, she was just doing anything to make me feel comfortable just mm-hmm. anything she saw me that saw me you know mm-hmm. like I said I'm a happy person I was I was depressed yeah, yeah, yeah. and she just did anything she could to help me and even to, like I like tonight just thinking back I'm gonna go and just thank her yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying my mom, you know, praying for me. I know my mom always prays for me. She don't play about that, no matter what's going on. Yeah. My friends, like, whatever they could do. And you know, I had a time frame. I did not want to leave right. the house. Like, you don't want to even be out. I didn't want to, because I've been in a relationship before that, a long time ago. And when I went through whatever I went through with him, mm-hmm. I did this thing where I stayed so busy. Because I didn't want to feel my feelings. Yeah. You think I'm busy now? No, really? I was freaking dodgeball league, soccer league. I was right. never home. Yeah. But I, I realized I can't do this in this instant. Yeah. I'm going to have to feel burnt. I'm going to have to go home on Friday night. I don't have a soccer game. Go home on Friday night and cry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, because I could be out with 100 people and I felt lonely. I felt sad. Yeah. So I needed to, it was such a process, this whole thing. But you know what, Julia? I feel, I'm not saying no. I know divorce is not where it's at. It's not, that's not what you want. But when I look, I would not, all these good things that have come out of it, because I know that was a part of the yeah. question earlier. So many, a nonprofit, what? I always looked at myself like, I'm Shashu. I'm the teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm not a business person. Yeah. You know, you label yourself. Then I'm like, you know, people like, write a book, write a book. I, I'm like, write a book. Okay, you write a book. Like, then I start saying, hold on now. How is it that all these people see these good things in me, but I'm not seeing these good things in me? Why am I limiting myself? Yeah. And why? I'm learning through. I was going to, like, I went to Jacksonville for my friend. My my friend's cousin had her, like, business. Like, she's a speaker. And I went there. It such inspired me that I was going to, like, volunteering. Because, again, I'm now I'm, I was staying busy, but not. But, like, with positive stuff. I went to a teen summit. 
a year later I went back I was volunteering again in dark time a year later lighter I'm lighter mm-hmm. now I said wait a minute why can't I do a divorce summit hey come on okay then I talked to my friends about it and they're like Shashu you need to have a novel I'm like did I said stop stop Shashu stop stop keep why Shutting okay what down. do I need to do to do this yeah because you need the money because you could have that event where the money gonna come from but if you have a nonprofit, you get the funds and all that. And I'm like, okay, let's brainstorm a name. I'm talking to different people. If I put a name in. Like, I just feel like I would not be the person I am today had I not went through those rough times. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted to go through rough, rough times, but it's everything like what the Women's Conference said. You're not, you don't have your gifts and talents just for you. Mm-hmm. My gift and talent is... First of all, I love to see people doing good. I love to help people. I So many people have helped me in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of people that have helped me in my life, how could I not help other people? Right. And then this pain thing. Now, people are going to go through their process. I'm not, like, when, when people write me on the page, I cannot tell you, uh, you do this one thing, you're going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. But I can tell you it's a process. I can tell you that you being in denial about it, it's not going to change the fact that, or you trying to do this over here, you still got to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can give you resources. I can tell you where to go. And that's what I'm about. I just love, Julia, I love helping people. And now I feel like I have my purpose is to help people that's in pain. Mm-hmm. And just, that's just like, like they say, like you just, it excites me. Mm-hmm. Makes your baby jump. It really does. Makes your baby jump. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not saying that I'm happy this happened to me, but I'm saying that I'm happy with the growth I'm making and the different things that I've been encouraged to do and the different things that I have the confidence Mm -hmm. and the boldness to do now. Mm -hmm. And it's tying in with everything that we learn at church. Mm -hmm. Purpose, design, structure, Mm -hmm. your passion, helping others, okay, being bold, like, no longer am I... I lived in fear for a long time in my life. <laughs> fear. I'm talking about simple stuff. I got to go to the airport. I got to pick somebody up. I got to go on a plane by myself. Huh? Everything was fear, 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 fear. And now, I don't live here. I might say, like, I'll be like, I'm not going to do that thing unless I know the outcome. Mm. Now I'm like, okay, I don't know the outcome. It could be bad or not. Like, you tell your students, you make mistakes, you learn from those mistakes. Now I'm like, what's up? Because if I don't try it, I'm not going to know. Right. I taught at one school for 12 years. After this happened, oh, now I've been at a new school, middle school, which I said I would never teach middle school for three years. But I've had opportunities to coach. Yeah. So much positive have come out has come out of something that was negative, that was painful. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing about it, someone who sits and hear your story right now would not, because we've known so many people are going through, either going through it, mm-hmm. who have, or no, it's three, either you're about to go through it, mm-hmm. you're currently in it, mm. but you have overcome it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is like, where do you see yourself and how are you willing to react to what's happening in this season and this session that you're probably going to walk through depicts where the next stage of your life is going to be. You know what I'm saying? And so I wanted to have you, because you kind of touched on MEND a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk about what MEND is about. Because I, when you, I think I remember we had a, 
we had a meeting. Yeah. And we were downstairs. So I think we were talking about you and doing like the workshops jobs and stuff and like women. that. And I remember coming to you and I think we were praying at, praying about something. And I remember looking at you and I'm like, Sasha, you know what you need to do. And you looked at me and your eyes just got watery. And you're like, I know. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what you need to do. And it's just like seeing Sasha I knew last year mm-hmm. to Sasha I know this year is a totally different Sasha. <laughs> and I know it's because you took that leap of faith and you mm-hmm. took that leap to step into that next phase that God had for you. Mm-hmm. Even though you had that crazy time, mm-hmm. he's like, well, my daughter, I have something greater for you on this side. Of, even, though, even though you wanted this, and it was like, and you you, thought this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I know you want this, but I have so much something good for you over here. So I want you to share okay. what MEND is about and how is MEND impacting a family's generation, everything. So go. Well, first thing is, and it goes along with the Women's Rise and Release Conferences, the saying that they say, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So you could pray to the cows come home. Mm-hmm. You could say you have faith, but if you're not doing action. Yeah. So I would think about a lot of things, but I was not willing to take action until, like I said, and this has been since 2016. So men, first of all, for people that don't know, it means mending, engaging, nourishing, dedicated families. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit. It started as a nonprofit. It's but then I realized somebody let me realize you need to have that 501c3. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the tax the, the deductible and everything. So step 1, okay, what do I need to do? Came up with the name, came up with the purpose, went, got Sunbiz, realized you need more. But what what the premise was is for families that are going separated, mm-hmm. going through divorce, separation. Or we add in other family hardships because the amount of people, when I started, I had the opportunity to speak at Women in Distress, and I came up with a three-part series of on healing, mm-hmm. and I was able to go there. And you know, Women in Distress have all different things going on. It could mm-hmm. be abuse, whatever. And I realized when I was saying, hey, everybody, hey, I'm going to be going to Women in Distress. Of course, people can't just go over women. People don't even yeah. know where it is. But I had people like this one lady. She has a bone disease. At, who used to sub at my whole school she was like I would like to go to your next thing guess what her thing is pain physical pain so it's not just yes it started because of divorce however so many people in this world are going through pain and that's the other thing I have empathy because some people feel like if somebody tells me their dog died no I never grew up with pets like that I had a goldfish um, however some people their dog is their family Yeah. and they're just as stressed as if their grandma died or my yeah. grandma died I have empathy for that. So my thing is, I'm all about how do you cope with pain? Mm -hmm. How do you heal? That's why I did the healing workshops. Um, And what I'll do, I'm a teacher. So, hey, we do a few parts. I do, you do, we do. I'm there teaching. Hey, here's a takeaway. And people love it. And they love the fact that I'm not judging them like, oh, like I'm not like, oh, your pain is smaller because it's just this. Yeah. You know? So... That's why it got created. My whole thing is to have, like, our first event is called Pain No More. It's going to be February 2019 around yes. Valentine's Day. Sweet. Okay? Yes. Or just before we're coming up with a date. And basically, it is for anyone who's going through. I mean, I know people who have lost their mothers, that they're going through that pain. Um, they're going through a divorce. Anything that has to do with pain, anything that you haven't overcome. Because sometimes we just stuff things. Mm-hmm. 
I'm fine. No, you're not. And you go home every day and you cry. You're not fine. So our thing is to celebrate. Like, we're going to have a guest speaker, Heather Thomas. I already talked to her. Now I got to remind her. (laughs) Then after that, breakout sessions. And we're not going to do, we're making it short and sweet, three hours. Because sometimes some of those summits are very long. I just wanted to make it short and sweet. Breakout groups and and we're going to come, like, it might be loneliness. It might be just a few, you know, because we want to do this every year. And the other premise is to have little mini workshops throughout the year and also work with the city because the city always has whatever. They might have dance. They might have this. And I feel like my thing is unique. Oh, yeah. Mental health. Come on now. I was just talking about someone about that today. It goes overlooked so many times. Look at me. Me, I'm over here taking pills. That, I was like insane for a moment. That's not something that I would do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not something I've ever done. Right. And I felt like I was a little insane. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what MEND is. And, you know, like I said, we've done women in distress. Just try to build relationships with the community. Um, like I said, City of Tamarack. Even my friend reached out to me. She's a teacher at Challenger. I used to work with her for like 10 years at my old school. And she was like, teachers are stressed. You know, mm. she came to me. Because we do little things for teachers. We do little massages. But she's like, no, these teachers are stressed out. How can men and us work together? Maybe you can come in and do a little workshop on stress. Oh, gosh, that's so good. Stuff that I'm not... You want to leave. Of. So many opportunities. People just... Oh, listen to this one. On my I'm Divorced Now what page on Facebook. A girl... You know, you see different things. You link up. I saw something called um, After Chloe. Mm-hmm. And after Chloe is like a lady who I guess she lost her daughter maybe and her like another family member. So she has a whole thing. It's about grieving. I just know I, I ran into it. Mm. I saw grieving. And um, well, I have to wait till a certain date. But she did mention that she liked what I was doing. Um, she saw my page because she said she has an online grieving summit every year. Oh, wow. And she has different things of components like maybe you lost your this one and that one. But she said one area that she... Is like weekend or doesn't really have address normally is divorce and her assistant ran up upon my page. Wow. You see what I'm saying? It's just people come to me and they're like, I see what you're doing. That's another thing. You can't be afraid to share what you're doing. Yeah. I may not you may not be sharing it every day, but I try to put things out there because maybe you share something and somebody didn't see it. You share it because people if they don't know what you're doing, they don't know. So all of a sudden, you know, people are like, Oh, I can connect you with this person or that mm-hmm. person. We had a kickoff for men in the summer, and I didn't. I you know I know a lot of people, so I was like, they were like, "Shout out to my like vice president and and secretary." And I was like, "Listen, are you gonna do something, man or small?" I was like, "You know what? This is tough for me because then you, oh, I can invite this one and that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You know what? It's hard for me, but I'm gonna make it small because family they've heard of, but sometimes you may not know all the details. I mean, my aunt even came down from Fort Myers. I was able to share, and we got donations of like five hundred dollars." Just from not even, it was like, I don't even know how many. It was not like a hundred people. But it's like, man, it's people that know what yeah. you've been through. Yeah. They yeah. know, like you said, you see a difference. I didn't even think about, you see a difference from me just from last year. From last I know year. in my head, oh, I stopped speaking, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just as a side note, yes, ma'am. my ex-husband and I, we actually do speak now. And it's different now. Like... I literally, because I guess I am healed from it. I still care about him. I still love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, now we're, like, cordial and, like, 
friend. Like we're trying to. I think we're like becoming friends. Like for build real. a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like that happened. That was a tough time. We both perceive it in a different way. I did wrong things. You did wrong things. Nobody's perfect. But like whatever. I called him one day to tell him something. He called me one day to tell me something. We're like, you know what I mean? He did a photo shoot for my my fam, my sister, and all of them. Because I don't want people have their relationships. I'm not one of those like, if you do not stop speaking to this person. Yeah. So, men, it's just not only that. What another thing that came out of it? I started a a professional development business called Taylor Professional Development. Hey, I'm always I don't mind going and sharing my knowledge. So many people share knowledge with me. I would have never did that before. Yeah. So. That is what MEND is, and I'm very extremely proud of it, and I'm looking forward to partnering with different people, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just looking forward to, it's a need, it's a need. We need to be free from things, we need to be pain-free, we need to be stress-free, we need to have good mental health, and I'm just excited. There's some other things coming up that people have told me about. So good. And I'm just excited. I'm like super excited about that. Yeah, because I'm excited about being here with you. Yay! Because you're also talking about stuff, and now you're putting action with it. Yeah. And I know some other things we talked about that you wanted to do at the time, and sometimes we write these things down, and sometimes other things have to happen. Yeah. And we evolve to that, and it's even better than we even imagined. Correct. So I look forward to working with you. Yes, ma'am. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> she put her face. But I, I'm just so excited about having you come on the show today. Um, because I know there's a lot of women and men, when they get an opportunity to hear this, it's going to, I know in my heart, like they're going to really listen to your story and listen to like, you know what? It was a rough time. Mm-hmm. But look how God just took one thing and do, it, do a 180 and caused a whole disaster to become such a great victory at the end. Like you I said, we don't see, we don't understand yeah. all the things I said at the conference. Because it's not what we, you know, what? envision, whatever, we yeah. don't see. And again, I don't believe that God creates things a lot. We create things. Heck yeah. We put ourselves in situations and then try to say, point the finger, we need to look in the mirror. And who would have known? Because it's not, it's it's not, not natural. Special. But you know what? I am blessed because I think we've all gone through that split rock moment. I, Absolutely. I, I just love that word because it is a true split rock, a split rock literally, moment. Literally, like, what am I about, what to, am do I about to do? And then it's just like Heather's, um, Mr. Heather's um, message about Hell in the Hallway and how we all go. It's the same thing. The Hell in the Hallway and the split rock, split rock moment mm-hmm. is the same exact thing because you don't realize that you're walking through this thing and God's like, but I got something better for you. Yeah, and we don't see it at that moment. And I'm like, and it reminds me of the, there's a, a, a cartoon script that pops up on Facebook every now and again. And it's like this little kid that wants this small teddy bear. And she's like, but Jesus, I want it. I want to keep it. And he's like, but I have something bigger. And behind him is just this massive, bigger teddy bear. And I I've know that. And it's just like, that's how our lives are like right now. We want to hold on to the little things. And God's like, well, I have something let go. bigger for you. Just let that one go and drop have it. Have you seen the one with the rope where we're holding the rope? The hand, the person's holding the rope. Their hand is bleeding, literally, like as if you were doing tug of war. And when all you have to do is let go, let go of the rope. And I'm now 
one if you want to do like a takeaway I'm now willing to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. because it's bigger than me I don't mind now like you said I'm not living in fear anymore yeah when you don't live in fear then you live in faith you can't live in both it's either either one so now that I'm living in faith mm-hmm. I'm not like or when I do find myself getting stressed yeah like the other day I had to do like two woosahs because I'm working on my doctorate mm-hmm. and then I was just like getting overwhelmed I had to do two woosahs and I had to pray and then I'm like it's fine why am I doing I've been through so many things where when I stop trying to handle it yeah that's a big thing and give it to God Mm -hmm. like you said he's like he's trying to talk to us in many different ways like Marshawn said he sends different things and messages to us when I do that things are amazing so that's a big takeaway yes I love it well Girl, you said a whole lot, <laughs> but it was good. We might stuff. have to do a part two. We might feel like no, there is a part a lot two. Of stuff that I just didn't even like. I feel like I just did a summary or something. You did a summary, but I know there will be a part two because I feel like after you do your big summit on pain, we might have to bring you back to talk about like what that, how that came about, and where we are today, and yeah, what was going more on. Details. More detail because I think a lot of people need to know about pain. And what pain does and how pain holds you back yes. from going forward to a lot of things that God has for yep. you. So I look forward to you coming back most I look definitely. To it as well. Yeah. So guys, I just want to tell you thank you so much for listening and thanks, Sashu. She's snapping her fingers here. This is hilarious. <laughs> like we're in poetry. Like we're in poetry time. <laughs> but I just want to tell Shashu, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Um and we look forward to having you guys listen to our next episode on Jules by Jules. We're about to take a selfie now. Uh Yes, we are. Good night, everyone.